Jesus Christ. There he is. God, it had been it. I feel like it'd been like eight years since we've done this. Like, what the hell? <laughs> God, it's only been like two months, though, right? But, yeah. Season yeah. three. Yeah, that's welcome. right. Absolutely. Welcome. welcome to season three. Yeah. And oh by God, the so time what? by the time that the that that our beloved listeners hear this, it'll be uh October. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah, the, yeah. as we know is the best month of the year, hands down. And why is this? Fight me on it. I mean, I just, I, it's the best time of the year. First of all, Halloween is amazing. It's let's not, let's just not mince words about it. I mean, Christmas does not compete. Uh, you know, Halloween dominates, and uh, so it's the, you know, it's the best uh, little holiday occasion. Everybody decorates. Uh, you know, the seasons start to change. Uh, you got all the sports going. Uh, it's it's amazing. You got good movies coming out. Everybody's in the mood to watch something creepy or scary, you know. Are you doing are you doing your annual 31 days? Of course. Yes. What 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 are you starting with? Of course. Uh tomorrow night, or perhaps early this morning, uh, <laughs> uh I, I'm going to uh watch um a movie called Tourist Trap. Sounds familiar. What's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So wait, listen, we have we have rules here, right? I can I sure. can you can edit. You can pause, right? Yeah. One second. Let me let me go show yeah. you this because I think you'll yeah. be tickled by this. Okay. All right. All right. Are you there? I'm here. So right. so you got some physical media. Are we back? Okay. Yeah. 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 I had to go pull this physical media uh, off the shelf. This is from uh, Full Moon Features. It is oh, uh, Charles Band. It's yes. <laughs> it's called Tourist Trap. All right. First of all, Jeff, this is the most brilliant marketing ever, right? It comes in this old school VHS like right. like box but you not only get a special edition uh blu-ray copy of the movie but you also get the chuck Collins, mr slosson action figure yes <laughs> this movie came out so if you listen to i recently uh listened to uh the interview again on charles band's podcast Mm-hmm. where first of all i would love to interview him like i mean if he could be a oh, guest, he's a fascinating like, dude yeah he's just he has so much cinema history like in his brain like he's been such a independent guy. he's still killing it man i mean he's yeah. just crushing it but i just bought this and it's brilliant right is this 2022 uh yeah i think well the yeah yeah he had a big marketing push and so i'm 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 just kind of following up on some of his uh yeah 20 uh this was 2020 from 2020 okay when the package design and stuff came out so uh i'm so i'm i'm thrilled to watch this because i'm gonna get to see the remastered uncut blue there creepy parts to Mm -hmm. this movie i saw it on tubi I was just, you know, I was like, what is Tourist Trap? It came out the same year Halloween came out. They were shooting at the same time. Like, they talked about this on when John Carpenter was on his podcast. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to deep dive into Tourist Trap. And then I I looked for the Blu-ray copy, and then it came with this. Yeah, so it came with this action figure. So this is what I'm starting with Mm -hmm. tomorrow night. Uh, But, yeah, I just uh, were... Just for your eyes, Jeff. Look, it's it's the little Mister. Oh, look at that action figure! Action figure. I mean, that's you know, he gets it. Cool. You know, he yeah. understands like '80s kids. You know, it's like, oh, God, I want the package. I want the DVD. I want the 
I want all the things. All the things. That reminds me, I was watching that uh, documentary VHS Massacre. I watched that. Yeah. What do you think? That's good. That? Yeah, I thought it was good. You yeah. Know, you know, it, it's a bit behind the curve now because it was made before the takeover and revolution. But mm-hmm. you know, I uh, I found it I found it interesting. You know, again, anything about the death of video stores is something of interest to our generation. Speaking of our generation, right? Yeah. Well, I lately I I probably fell down a rabbit hole because I joined this uh, social media group that's uh, literally called uh gen xers lost but not forgotten um and uh it's pretty it's pretty amazing like like because you you know you get in like instant access to at least for now what i'm trusting to be uh human beings right and not ai algorithms but um it's people who like understand like just components of the 80s culture the 80s history the you know it's it's an interesting sort of discourse you know that takes place um, that I've found myself, you know, I don't post, I don't, I don't do anything like that, but like, I'll look at something and I'll consider it, you know, and I'll just be like, Hmm, it makes me sort of critically reflect, right. About, well, was that my lived experience or, you know, um, uh, and more often than not, it was right. You know, there's some way that I can connect to it. So. Well, you, you, you also all that to say that-, that all that to say that physical media is like one of the top topics of conversation in those in those groups right mm-hmm. and so they're all collectors they're all like you know maintaining their physical media archive because they're pointing to like lps and other things and they said look it all we're we're smarter because we know it comes back like in into you know the cool factor and i've been reading a lot of anti-streaming discourse lately like people are mm-hmm. sort of it's like covid's over uh and 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 we're not stuck in our homes all the time anymore and so i've been reading a lot of discourse about there's too many streaming services i can't keep paying 12 dollars to this and seven dollars to that and says you know there's gonna have to be and i'm like oh there's gonna have to go back to being like three to four stations of 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 entertainment or what you know like what it's fascinating fascinating discourse yeah well hopefully hopefully we won't get a new uh a new fox (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean yeah, I, I, it's just this writer, you know, the writers, uh, over, right? So they're they're back. Uh, SAG is uh, is is still on strike um, as of our uh, recording, and um, you know, I, I, the industry is just really interesting right now, Jeff. There's a lot of really cool stuff to be reading about, uh, and and keeping up with if you're interested in the business side, right? There's the whole, mm-hmm. uh. Apple and Amazon are not Fox and Warner Brothers, right? They're just not the same entities from a business perspective. And so their models and their perspectives on, you know, Apple and Amazon could make movies until they, yeah, they could lose money making movies because they, you know, they do everything else, you know, so it's a whole different model and they're competing with, you know, the traditional studio model. And then where does, what is Disney? You know, I mean, everybody sort of philosophically can't sort of grapple with, what disney is you know just as a cultural force it's just it's a good time to be in film studies so it's exciting for nerds like us right so so sign up for our course yeah (laughs) well that's a huge part of our yeah i mean that's a that's a that's a huge part of uh that's a huge part of our lives um but uh but it bleeds over you know because i think even if we weren't teaching or or doing that like we're we would still be doing this right in some form or fashion some form or fashion yes um 
So we haven't had a chance to really talk really since, I mean, we went to sidewalk, right? We had uh, we some, did. some good experiences at, uh, at sidewalk sidewalk is really cool. I had um, lunch yesterday with Mr. Ben Stark, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, director of the Alabama winner for best narrative. At I, I believe it was, I believe it don't was. die. Yes. Don't yes. die. Yeah. So congratulations to Ben again. It was a, it was, we had a great lunch, Jeff. He is, um, you know, he's just a, a really straight. He's been doing this a while too. You know, I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it's interesting how our stories were very similar, you know, in terms of like um, uh, our, our work experience and our professional exposure. Right. And so um, he's a true independent director. Like he's doing it. He's, you know, he's making it happen. And yeah, we had a long, you and I had a long conversation mm-hmm. after the film. We, you know, we, we had a nice walk and talk because we had time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was, sorry. I was like, Hey man, can we just walk this? Yeah. I mean, I was just no, like, no, 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 no. I, yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind at all. Um, I didn't mind at all. Uh, and but, so uh, hopefully, was... hopefully he'll come on the show soon. Yeah, I think he will. Uh, we talked about it and, uh, he's, um, uh, he's, uh, you know, he, he is, uh, more than happy to uh to chat with us um because i think you know there's a there's there's a lot of possibility there's a lot of really great uh independent folks working in alabama right and so um one of the interesting sort of conversations that that we had was in relation to sidewalk about how um you know that festival if it keeps going in 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 some directions that that it could right in terms of like balancing the the imports you know the stuff that they bring in to the festival which is you know kind of prestige you know i mean and and i mean that in the most respectful way right mm-hmm. um but then balancing that with the celebration of uh what's truly independent in alabama and celebrating that sort of creativity and i think sidewalk uh wants that balance maybe i mean i, I think so right i mean oh, they have, I a, they have a whole you know screening right they 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 uh they solicit this whole part of their menu right so um i think if they continue in those directions uh you know good stuff right good stuff to come there's a lot of talented people working in the state so hopefully yeah ben can uh can come chat us up about uh, some of the details about some of the people that he knows and, and is working with and stuff and, and what he's doing. Cause don't die is, you know, he's, uh, it won. And, uh, I think it's, you know, they're, they're, they're looking to sell it. You know, I mean, one of the interesting things about that conversation was the, um, you know, sidewalk is great. Uh, um, but uh, there, there's still, um, at least, you know, you still have to find like a distributor, right? So, oh, yeah. so well, if there are people, festivals to go to also right and 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 um you know and it's like um uh how do you you know what's that process like and how to you know how grueling is it and uh, you know and i got to hear some of that and so i'll that's a that's a that's a teaser folks so ben will come on and we'll save that for when he when he's on about those things right yeah shall we press on uh sure all right. I mean, I had a whole uh, list of things. I mean, it's just it's oh, been we so can, long, we can Jeff, still, I know we can still get into I've it. Missed we'll you, some you know? of it. I mean, it's, it's I missed you too. Save, you. <laughs> save it. Save, save it. it. Save I it. Mean, we, we have content. Even, we, we. I think we ended last season at Indiana Jones, right? Yes, in the dialogue. Yes. yes. So uh, that turned out to not uh, to <laughs> basically uh, cost Sherry Lansing her job. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was cruel because well, I, we yeah. enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I, we did. And I think it's only, I think, unfortunately, 
uh, Dial of Destiny is going to be another one of those films that just ages better than it uh, was born, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this was definitely the summer. And in some ways, I'm really glad that we didn't keep going with season two into July. You know, you could tell that. Um, we missed know, we, the barbecue curve. Well, we yeah. did. And I'm I'm kind of glad because we can now reflect on it because it's kind of, would you say it's simmered? We might see a resurgence when they both come out on physical media or, I mean, you can oh, buy yeah, them, they, you can buy them uh, Barbie now on digital. You can get so, Barbie now, but Oppenheimer's still, uh, still waiting in the wings. Right. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know quite what the hang up on that is, but yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we dipped out early in the, uh, in the summer season. <laughs> But we could certainly see it coming. I mean, I, I I did go back and listen to a couple of our episodes and we, we did talk about how, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because the rhetoric was certainly there at that point yes. before we broke for season. It, it was it was there already. And so we just but you just it's unpredictable. You, you just don't know, like it could have just as easily backfired if yeah. those movies had not been executed as well as they were, you know, so. Yeah. And we're going to we're this season we'll come back to that that sort of because it's an interesting jumping off point of what went wrong uh exactly and why this why it really just didn't find its its market which is also very surprising and is uh, worthy of a lot of inquiry because you know the the summer market has changed what we've seen this summer um mm-hmm. and and I I don't I don't have any good answers for that. I don't have, you know, I haven't done enough homework on it, but I'm, I'm definitely interested in coming back to that for sure. Hmm. Well, yeah. Okay. Then I'll save my, one of my theories or I'll just toss okay. it out there as a tease. If you want, you know, I mean, Jesus. I, I think it, we, I, I think, I think if there's a negative side to this, right. If I'm trying to take over the perspective of someone who hated dial of destiny, right. Um, first of all, I would say it's okay you know, it's fine. You know, that was your, you know, that was your, it's okay to have that reaction. Um, It's totally cool. Revisit it in a few years, you know, and, and see if you're at a different place in your life or if you, or if you're, you know, if you're going to look at it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. Um, because I think uh, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick is a little bit to blame because, okay. you know, that they did that, that Top Gun Maverick was executed very well. Right. Obviously. Right. right. And, and the world responded um for for better or for worse but um you know indiana jones i think was a product of the success of maverick yeah very much so and i think they thought they had tapped the demographic from the 80s that's in sort of our age range but they i think they might have misfired on its popularity subsequent generations right so that's 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 kind of where where i feel because for most of our generation uh kingdom of the crystal skull was where indiana jones left off and a lot of people didn't like that one right 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 and but but top gun the original top gun everybody you know if you either you either loved that or you hated it right and um and i think top gun just had a little bit more retro respect than say kingdom of the crystal skull right so those are just some teases just a little little bit (laughs) about some possible some possibilities right just some nuggets to think about well we are uh we're lonely phds and we talk about film on this podcast i'm dr jeffrey hazy's dr joseph watson this week we kick off season three the month of october with some paranoia laden cinema we're going to talk about they cloned tyrone 
2023 American science fiction, comedy, mystery, satire. This thing's got it all directed by Jewel Taylor. Uh, and then uh, we're going to go back in time to uh, uh, The Burbs, uh, directed by Joe Dante and uh, starring everybody's uh, everybody's dad, Tom Hanks, before he was everybody's dad. <laughs> and, uh, and Carrie Fisher, movie. sweet little Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher, Bruce Dern. Uh, Bruce Dern, God, Bruce Dern's so good in that movie. He is. Well, let's start. Let's get it going. Let's, oh. let's, let's go with The you Burbs. You want it? Yeah, let's you want it. The Burbs is a delightful comedy film from 1989 that was directed by Joe Dante. Pause, everyone. Joe Dante. Uh, Gremlins, The Howling, Explorers, Inner Small Soldiers, Matinee, Amazon Women on the Moon, not to mention a lot of TV, including things like Police Squad. Like this, this person had, you know, he's competent director right and made a lot of seminal films so the burbs and, follows performance system he did yes uh, uh a product of 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 the roger corman movement of the 60s where you know if you wanted a job you could you could find a job i mean it might be second second assistant camera operator but you know if you kept doing it <laughs> you ended up directing right Funny. yeah i mean you learn the business it was a roger corman that dude that was uh, that was a whole film school within itself you know what i mean like it, he was yeah we should do a whole episode on corman this season okay yeah just celebrate roger corman all right fair, enough. fair enough I don't know. audience you tell us right you tell us yeah you want to hear us talk about roger corman or not yeah, like a poll question. Uh, so the Burbs, Jeff, follows the adventures of a suburban neighborhood. Uh, Ray Peterson, played by Tom Hanks, is a regular guy who becomes suspicious of his eccentric neighbors, the Klopex, uh, along with his friends Art and Rumsfield. Uh, they embark on a comedic mission to uncover the truth about the Klopex, believing them to be murderers. As they investigate, hilarity ensues with wild theories, quirky antics, and unexpected twists that's as fair as i could be uh this movie combines humor mystery and a little bit of suspense which is Absolutely. pretty fun uh, uh makes it uh overall a very sneaky uh entertainment watch that's my pitch for the burbs it's it's quite it re-watching it was so much fun because i just I, you know i had watched it recently as well with uh, uh the family and um you know it uh it's just it's just one of those little dark uh fun little films right um uh, i don't know what how do you feel about the burbs in 2023 right oh i think I, I think it's got absolute legs i mean it, it's just it, and again that's a lot of credit to the dna of it is like an extended twilight zone episode you know so i mean that's that's basically my pitch for it. It's just like if you, yeah. if you did the Twilight Zone, then you can probably you know gonna dig the burbs. Uh, mm-hmm. But so got just it's so well paced. It's expertly paced. Mm-hmm. Um, this is is it fair to say this is Dante at his height of directorial prowess? Yeah, I mean he certainly was confident. You know, I mean I I I think matinee. That movie that he made with John Goodman is just so that may be my favorite out of his, but that's no disrespect to Gremlins. Um, but um Well, Gremlins is just a weird fucking movie. like <laughs> like it, it shouldn't work at all. 
like it just shouldn't work and it just does and that's credit it's to the santa monologue that's what that's what creeps everybody is, out is the santa monologue when she talks about how her father like passed away from getting caught in the chimney and all that yeah yeah that's a really dark or yeah. or or a gremlin blowing a microwave yes i mean that, yes oh i mean come on man that's yeah but that's all that all that was Joe Dante probably being born from science fiction films of the you know of the 50s and and uh and also Roger Corman right like being right. you know being around that genre right that sci-fi genre which Tyrone plays with but the Burbs is playing with it as well just with a different kind of comedic approach but I um was there anything about the Burbs that doesn't work for you right maybe that's a question that we should ask first, right? Um, uh, Corey Feldman. Uh, yeah, he's a little <laughs> awkward. He's like trying too hard, right? I, he, he, hey, and, Mr. S. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he's, he's just like... But then you go, wow, is that is that what our, our parents thought of us, right? Yeah. Because we were probably Corey Feldman's age uh, when, right. that, when that movie came out. So yeah, it's like, gosh, were we punks like that, right? Because punks. I like that you use the word punks. <laughs> Where I are you mean, going, you punk? I mean, it's like <laughs> does Bruce Stern actually say that? I think I think he does. He says, yeah, he yeah. Calls him a punk. Yeah. I, I, I. Why do I love Bruce Stern in that movie? Because he says Klopek. What is it? <laughs> he's just he's so funny. He's you know, and it's like you realize Tom Hanks is really kind of the straight guy to most of them, right? Yes. Like they're the ones doing the shtick, right? You know, and yeah. and it, he's is it, is it Rick Dukeman? Is that is that right? Yeah. No. Who plays the the sort of the chunky neighbor? Yes. 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 Art. Right. Art. Yeah, this is, yes. yeah. Yeah. And he's always eating. Like in every scene. Yes. He's like he's like always got food. Like he's even like, when they're can... even when they're exploring the house. Like he's he's got a, like a leg of chicken or something <laughs> well that's the thing too like you know dante just superbly crafts stereotypes yes right to play off of of each other um and and it seems effortless but going into trying to create these characters and have them be very specific in the roles that they play yeah you know the burps could fall apart yeah oh yeah and it just it just doesn't i mean because yeah. it just he he gives it just everybody gets just the right amount is the is the ending satisfying for you oh i love the twist okay i love the twist okay. i love the end i mean and 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 let's give credit to um um oh his name's escaping me henry uh, uh henry from laughing oh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll look it up later. Anyway, he plays Mr. Klopek. Yeah. So he, he oh, was... yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about, but see, I, I don't, you've told me not to have IMDb pulled up, so I don't have IMDb pulled Maybe this, okay, so for this season, we're going to lift the embargo. Let's just oh, lift gosh. the embargo now. That's amazing, Jeff. That's a. See, we can be techno, we're, we're, we're pushing forward as seasons progress. Henry Gibson. Slipping. Henry, Henry Gibson. Henry Gibson. Yes. yes. Dr. Werner. <laughs> Klopek. Klopek. He was in Nashville, the Blues Brothers. Yes. 
Yes. He was the Mag- Nazi in, in, in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> Magnolia. I've always loved you. Magnolia, Inner Space, uh, Boston Legal. Yeah, on and on and on and on and on. But he's a classic, you know, the, the costume and makeup are great on him. Right. Uh, and because uh, he just looks like one of those mad scientists from <laughs> from a well, James also, Whale movie. <laughs> also, the 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 younger Klopek, I believe, is from Children of the Corn, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, I am. Malachi. He is Courtney Gaines. Yes, he was also in Back to the Future. Can't buy me love. Colors. And Memphis Bell. Oh God! Yeah, Memphis there's a throwback, Bell. right? Yeah, <laughs> there's a forgotten VHS rotten on the shelf. You want to watch a tepid World War II drama? Watch Watch Memphis Bell. Yeah, that one. That one. I know that hits for a lot of people, but not it. That one didn't really work for me. I I, I would say it was. It was. I remember it was. Could have been better. It could have been better. Well, it was competing with Fat Man and Little Boy. And yeah. that's just the, that's just the better World War II film at the time. That was that was Oppenheimer Part One. Oppenheimer One prequel. I told I I I, I said to uh, uh, someone the other day who asked me if I had seen Oppenheimer yet, and I said no, and stop making me feel culturally guilty for you know for it's not, not having, Barbie though for I not mean, having seen it yet. I said uh, I chose Barbie first, and I said plus I've seen Fat Man and Little Boy like three times. Okay, <laughs> so I know the Oppenheimer story, and I'm sure that Christopher Nolan is amazing. Like I'm sure it's just incredible, right? I'll get there. Yes. Patient people, be patient. Yes. Be patient. Yeah. I I only I only went Oppenheimer over it because I had to watch it in seventy, like it just it was a must for me. Any anything that made and actually filmed on seventy millimeter, not just digitally shot and then projected. No, it was shot on seventy millimeter film. So right. I mean that's that in itself is a is a cultural treat. Right. Little candy. Little candy. Little candy. Little candy. But with the burbs, you know, this is tom hanks when he's still figuring it out right is this pre-joe versus the volcano i can't yes or is it after it is yes okay. and we, we've talked about joe a little bit on this show i mean i oh, i love that movie it's a great movie i love joe versus the volcano it's a great movie i mean that's a that's a whole episode unto itself yeah 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 that's a dedicated that's a dedicated hour to the to just one movie um yeah, he. I. I think. I mean, the splash. Uh, he's coming off big, right? Coming off at big, this yeah. point in his career. So, I mean, he was definitely. This is kind name. of a gutsy was, move. Yeah, I mean, we had not seen. I mean, Bonfire of the Vanities is also yet to come, right? Because he would do Bonfire of the Vanities and Joe versus Volcano like almost same year. And survived. Um, yeah. It's well, incredible. immediately, I mean, it was like, look at his career, though. Philadelphia came right after that. Like, yeah. and that's really what set him up, I think, as a dramatic actor. I mean, he not that he was not capable of doing drama, but I mean, I think primarily what he had done was comedy right to that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, the money pit is an all time all timer. Oh, yeah. The money pit's great. I mean, he's 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 a legacy kind of actor. And, you know, I got to tell you, I recently saw a, a man named Otto. I just, I, Jeff, it it sucks you in, and it sucks you in because of 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 Tom Hanks. 
because of Tom Hanks. Like he's, you know, yeah. I mean, he's he's great, you know, uh, and we like him. Uh, he's he's you know he's a likable guy, right? Um, and so well, I think is- that he, he, you know, that that he's such a able to do that every kind of character, you know, every person kind of character that. See, I've never um, considered him um, a leading man, though. I've always considered really? him sort of a a really good character actor that just has fallen into you know these leading man this leading man status but hmm. what i think has given him legs because you know i i personally don't think his romantic roles work um just that's just me i know i say oh here we go no i'm just i i i, I was gonna let you finish his yeah, romantic I, roles don't work for you yeah you know it just there's just something to me lacking there uh you know it's not that he doesn't get the the i always felt like he would have been more the humorous best friend would always have you know fit him better well okay types of um uh uh sleepless in seattle or you've got mail no. or these nope. these movies these movies don't work for you they don't work for me oh okay all right not even meg ryan my friend yeah. wow that's hard. I'm throwing controversial points up. That's already. hardcore. I mean, you know, I mean, for sure, for sure. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I would also say that by this point, I mean, outside of like Splash and like um, the woman in red, the lady in red, what was it? That, oh, you know, the man that was with one red shoe. The man with one red shoe. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, but he's a like he's a shithead. <laughs> he's a shithead in the man with one red shoe because he's sleeping with with his best friend's wife yeah yeah <laughs> that is true you know that's not a romantic <laughs> i was just thinking back like through his oeuvre right and i was oh, just trying to think yes. through like what uh what if anything that he had that he had done without imdb right but right. he's such a he's such a uh just a linchpin in the burbs right because the the buffoonery is is happening around him he's just sort of responding and reacting to that right and his like over exaggerated uh but it, it is it's always the, it's always the best when he gets upset yes i mean he just he's so good at being reactionary <laughs> yeah, he's watching the ball game yeah. <laughs> we we can all feel that yes and that's that, that that again i i can identify with him more on that level like than i can as like <laughs> that's what i'm saying as a romantic interest what are you going to do this now? The game is on. Yeah, I mean, you know, lit, lit, we'll open it up to female listeners. I mean, do you think Tom Hanks is, you know, the the cat's pajamas that 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 this works? I mean, you can go to the Discord and uh, we should it. say uh, uh, anyone who identifies as a lady. Do you think Tom does Tom Hanks do it for you, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and 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 uh, and and even if you don't, does Tom Hanks do it for you, right? Uh, we're 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 progressive, right? Uh, yeah. But I, I guess that's fair point, Jeff. You know, he's not Brad Pitt, right? He doesn't have or the Clooney or any sort of, of classic like looks of a uh, you know yeah. of a Denzel can do that though. He can now, slide. Hang on now, Denzel's like a whole other level. Denzel can slide in and out of roles. Like, I mean, it's like, oh, Denzel's in it. I'll believe him in anything. Like, I, you know, I just, yeah. (laughs) 
except the equalizer. Morgan Can't... Freeman. Oh, come on. That those are fighting words to some people. There are a lot of people that have mad they love, love those films. Mad, they got love. mad love for those films. What the third one just came out? I made the third one just dropped like I think two weeks ago. Came out. It's done well. Check the numbers. It's done well. Numbers. I'm serious. Okay. Spoken in true film theorist, you know, it's just like numbers. I'm telling you, you got, you know, if you want the, if if you want, then tell me another indicator of how we determine what movies, you know, are are hitting sort of the cultural heartbeats, right? Um, social media is interesting, Jeff, because I can explore. Like, social media, for example, is how I first started to hear about Sound of Freedom. Oh, yes. The Sound um, of Freedom. And the controversy surrounding Sound of Freedom, right? That kind of started for me on TikTok. And then I kind of went and explored it in other sort of journalistic places. But the 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 more reputable journalists were not covering that story until it started, in my opinion, on social media. Like, that's where it sort of the campaign began um, yeah. for that movie. So where else other than box office and, you know, numbers? And then I guess more journalistic outlets didn't start covering it until it started making money um so well, i mean but, I mean, but what about i mean what about streaming numbers i mean does that does that mean anything these days i mean does does it well, being the most po- when you log into netflix and it says here's the top 10 most popular in your area or you know things like that i mean how what is what is that metric i have no idea what that means to nobody be knows that, that's I, what I, said. I mean like, i does that mean that 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 algorithm is directly connecting to me and my zip code or how big is the region that I'm being included in? Is it the whole state? Is it just wherever my node is on the grid of for those who are operating the matrix? Um, right. Hello, Tyrone. Um, yeah, we'll you get know, to that moment. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's, this is, a, you know, this is a, uh, just a, a, a reality. Um, I don't know what those numbers mean, Jeff. And I, I've noticed that IMDb is even ranking things now, like in top streaming, like this is what's top on Amazon. This is, you can even break mm-hmm. it down by like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, like to what the top streaming things are. Um, but most of it is TV, like shows or episodic content um movies are a different beast right um and then it's even some sites break it down like these are the top things that are streaming tv these are the top things that are streaming reality these are the top things that are streaming movies i get drowned in numbers so i mean i guess uh you know we have to assume that the culture is fluid and that uh it's relative to you know a lot of different factors right so it's difficult to determine but i don't know what those numbers mean well i mean but but even with the burbs, <laughs> I mean, the burbs, I don't think was a hit, but yet no. here we are, you know, 30 some odd years later. And, you know, I know a lot of people of our generation who go, oh, yeah, the burbs. Yeah, they love you know, the movie. Like, yeah, they they yeah. love the movie. So, I mean, what it, trying to dip your finger into either statistics or cultural zeitgeist or any of these things can just be a very frustrating exercise, I think, in, in trying to measure, you know, popularity i guess mm. is, is is the word for it but you know what we've got with the burbs is we've got a solid genre-based film that even it's a product of the 80s but really it doesn't feel like a product of the 80s i think it can it it, it could be it could have been made any time 
Um, I mean, clothes, I mean, clothes, fashions aside, you know, they, they took, he took great care to compartmentalize that movie on that street. Like we well, never yeah. leave oh, yeah. the street. Hell, we didn't leave the house that much. And that just adds to, you know, feeling that trapped again, that trapped feeling. Right. I mean, we, we never go to work with Tom's. We never, the cul-de-sac. It's containment. Um, uh, which is a you know a, a, a hints to me as you know the themes in the movie right um it's like um paranoia um yes. you know um, um not basing your assumptions on you know like image or first xenophobia. appearance or, right xenophobia thank you yeah. uh you know definitely and and those are um you know sort of conspiratorial um uh, rhetorical artifacts that we can find quite a bit in 2023, probably, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the idea of being suspicious of your neighbors or what's, do you, do you watch your, do you know your neighbors? Do you, you know, y'all yeah. live there a while though. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know, we all share, like we'll watch after each other's pets and nice. you know, do things nice. like that. How about you guys? Nice. And you don't, and you don't, by the way, uh, there's not some Sort of like bullshit HOA fee attached to those no. uh, good relations, right? Yeah. No, no, no HOA up in the yeah. side. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Just dropping that uh, out there. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, we know our immediate neighbors. Um, you know, I would say the ones that were, you know, on our street or next to us, closest to us. Um, we don't go that far. But then again, we've never asked or we've never, you know, I mean, they probably would if we asked. So, but yeah, we keep pretty good relations, but it's not, we're not standing outside with binoculars uh, watching uh, what's going on, wondering if they're murdering somebody in that, you know, there's kind of a Hitchcockian like rear window joke there, right? Uh, oh, yeah. in, in the burbs, right? Is you think you see something and did you really see what you thought you saw? And, you know, how that can just breed paranoia and, you know. Uh, weird, ele weird electricity coming from the basement of the Klopek home. <laughs> What's he doing down there? Well, why don't you go knock on that door? <laughs> why do I have to do it? <laughs> I think where, you think. where do you think you're going, Sonny? There's, there's, there's another moment early on in the. It got me harder this time than it ever has before. But it's when he's talking uh, to Carrie Fisher at the beginning, and he's like, "Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll finally clean up the garage, or I'll, I'll, I'll do the, you know, I'll do the yard." Or he's like talking about all these like housekeeping, you know, things that he's, you know, and it's just so funny because like he's never going to do that. No, just gonna sit on camera. But yeah, it's so, it's so uh, that one that one slapped. I was laughing so hard at that. I was like, okay, buddy. <laughs> well, I think too. It it also speaks to the very American idea of where we get in life and are we comfortable and is there is there any other mysteries for us to solve? <laughs> I mean. Other than that, it's just this is it, right? That's I mean, you certain. made you made it, right? You got that's the house, the, yeah, and the yeah, the yeah. That's the suburban the, mythology, right there. The suburban right? mythology, you know, so, that, that has spawned so many great genre films, so many yeah. great horror films. It makes me think of Blue Velvet, you know. I mean, it really does. Oh, the ultimate, yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> 
I mean, just go right for the jugular, you know, just flip it on its head. Um, you know, there's just crazy shit going on underneath, you know, at all. Um, so, I mean, I think that's probably the extreme, right? The burbs is, mm-hmm. is somewhere in the classicist middle, right? Like it, it, it wants to dip its toe in, in both little areas, but it maintains its comedic kind of frame. And I think Tyrone does the same thing. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, e- even as steeped as it gets at times in its sort of genre um, mashup, um, it maintains comedy. Like there's there's something you're going to laugh at at some point, you know, it, it it's paced very well. But yeah, why don't we, you want to switch? Yeah, let's, to we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll transition now. Um, so, so uh, we watched uh, our other movie this week is They Clone Tyrone which was a 2023 Netflix Netflix film, excuse me, directed by Jewel Taylor with John Boyega, Tiana Paris, and Jamie Foxx. So good to see Jamie Foxx and to see Jamie Foxx being his absolute comedic self. He's so funny. It's been so long, I feel like, since we've had a true great Jamie Foxx experience. Uh, They Clone Tyrone is about uh, uh, Fontaine, who's a drug dealer in a suburban neighborhood called The Glen. With the odds against him and uh, a schedule he keeps daily, uh, he meets Jamie Foxx. He's also pressuring Jamie Foxx's character, Slick Charles, who is uh, uh, <laughs> who's a pimp, uh, who won Pimp of the Year, by the way. Uh, what was it, 1995? <laughs> yeah, I think 1995, it was, I think. 1995. Yeah. Uh, in one of uh, uh, Slick Charles' uh, working gals, Yo-Yo. Uh, and basically, we get pretty quickly, we get a Scooby-Doo scenario. Would you say it's fair that this gets Scooby Gang? Yes, like, yes, fast? yes, 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 but in a fun way. Yeah, it's yes. they're they're traversing so many genres. Um, is it too much you know, in this film? Is it is it too? Because I mean, they're dropping cultural yeah. references in this thing, like you know, all the time. I mean, that that joke about Invisible Man is is amazing. The Hollow Man stuff. Oh, Hollow Man, yes, Kevin yes. Bacon, and then yeah. and then uh, um, you saw the, it. You said it was a good they, movie. Uh-huh. They, uh-huh. <laughs> they clockwork oranged us. Right. You know, I, I mean, mean, it's just yeah. There's just a direct like cultural, like if you're not catching it, let me just spell it out for you, like in a line or you know. In, well, they uh, even show someone who has the clockwork orange <laughs> clamps on their eyes at one point. You know. It gave me um it 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 gave me um it reminded me anyway of uh Cabin in the Woods um uh, Joss Whedon's like mashup of kind of postmodern uh horror where you you know you had this underneath government sort of facility kind of uh, running the show and and um you know introducing the monsters you know it was kind of a Lovecraftian you know kind of homage but it but it 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 had those vibes to it as well right um because right. you had you you know you have dudes in this movie who are wearing the white shirts and the black ties and the yes. and they're they're working control panels and there's you know there's vials of chemicals and there's cloned bodies and there's you know it's 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 got all that 70s sci-fi like uh in it um it's got uh uh, you know, uh, I was like, is this a Soylent Green thing? You know, I was like, where are they going with this? Well, I mean, you know? the, the the main action that happens is that, you know, um, Fontaine goes to get money from Slick Charles and ends up getting shot and dies in the car. And then the next cut is him waking up the next morning with no bullet holes in him or anything. And then going through his day again, the exact kind of same day, and then showing up and Slick Charles just freaks the fuck out. Like, he's like, he's just dead. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> and Fontaine has no idea, right? Like he, he's just like, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. You're fucking with me. Yeah. Can we just say too, I'm going to warn people, the language of this film, if, if language is a trigger for you, you might want to skip this. Uh, one. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 pretty much an all black cast um uh Kiefer Sutherland right is great uh, Kiefer in, Sutherland shows up as the um, heavy he's great. he's great he's great I was like oh it's Ace from Stand By Me right it's the bad right. guy like coming in at the end it's another 80s little nod but um it, it's uh and how good is Boyega in this movie man I mean he's oh, so he's good and you know, I, uh, I, I first, I, Force Awakens was not the first time I had seen Boyega. No, right? Attack I had, the Block. Attack the Block was great. Like, and we all loved that movie. That was sort of a little underground sci-fi that kind of came out, and everybody loved it. Um, and we loved him, right? And so I've always known he's talented, but like he got to showcase in this movie, right? I mean playing multiple versions of yourself, and like, right? right? I mean. Even playing the straight-laced government version of himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, what fun! How much fun! Um, so there's a there's there's within that language, right? There's just a you just feel like you're a part of that culture, like, and that you're yes. just in that world with them, and it's just like you're just one of the Scooby Gang, like you know, hanging out with them. It's a, it's a really fun movie. You know, Jewel Taylor is a uh, is a local. Did not know that from Tuskegee, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Creed Two, uh, directed, wrote and directed Creed Two, and also wrote Space Jam: A New Legacy with LeBron. With LeBron. Okay, well, I'm gonna leave you with that one. Well, this is a home run. I mean, I enjoyed this movie like a lot. I mean this this movie has so much of its DNA in the things that a student of genre and film would have. Like, I mean, the the RoboCop homages to <laughs> the satire of culture just was the first thing out of me. I mean the first the first shot of the film is pulling back from that poster in the in the in the convenience store window right it, it immediately it's just like oh fucking Robocop like I I'm you know in in the the goddamn fried chicken I you know, <laughs> you know I'll buy that for a dollar it's just just it just smacked of it. I mean, yep. I, mean I saw where they were going immediately. You know, it's yeah. like, no, oh, this is interesting. Like, we're gonna make these commentaries, and then you've got uh, you know, a lighting design that's very much like Nicholas Winding Renf. You know, the the neons yeah. and the darkness and the smoke, and very much that. And then you've got your carpenter influences, you know, as you know, as well. I I I mean, it's just it's just this movie and I. I actually stopped. I'd started watching it and I watched the first 30 minutes and I stopped it and I went and got Jill and I said, I'm going to rewind this. <laughs> you got to watch this. Yeah. You got to watch this with this thing's a ride. But I got to, you know, and she was just like, she, she agreed afterwards. She's just like, I'm so glad you kind of got me for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, this thing's a ride, man. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned Carpenter because I did think uh, several moments of assault on precinct 13. Um, yes. and, uh, a lot, a lot of this, so I'm glad that all of that is reading. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's it's one of those movies that um the pacing is very deliberate and it just it pulls and um uh you you get you either get swept up in it or you, or you don't but I mean I I just thought it was incredibly clever and um and just everybody was just having a fun right and but yeah you still have 
some really nice biting social commentary uh going on um through uh throughout the subtext of uh of the movie which is of course a staple of what you see from sort of right. urban urban sci-fi right i mean you just kind of get that and you get that vibe it's in the chicken joey in the chicken <laughs> oh and the invasion of the body snatchers, snatchers. Too, right i mean yeah. yeah yeah i mean just it's all over the place but it but it, it but somehow that gumbo works like it's just it's mixed well and um well it's, it, it it's definitely it, it definitely walks the tightrope um because it could go wrong i mean I, there were times where i was sitting there going like that you know i was just like oh boy i hope this doesn't veer off uh mm. but to their credit again like you're yeah. saying it doesn't um I, I especially love the wraparound at the end um or we it's not really a post-credit sequence it's just it's a cutaway you know what i mean like yeah uh that that was that was sequel well maybe sequel mm-hmm. well it remind again it reminded me of something like out of uh you know carpenter you know are we <laughs> are we talking about you know they live or yeah yeah you know, yeah the evil still out there Prince of darkness you yeah, know i mean it's yeah. it's just like you know this story could continue yeah, yeah if, if no. you wanted it to but very that's, much so that's that's the best part about this type of storytelling yeah. is that you know it's just like the dread of discovery you know and now the genie's out of the bottle so what is does this mean civil war like does this mean yeah the end of civilization as we know it yeah, i mean this is yeah the apocalyptic turn it takes is fascinating to me. Well, there you go. There's the societal subtext. If anybody was, you know, <laughs> if anybody was wondering, but I mean, that's, you know, I think that's where most sci-fi leaves us. Right. Um, at least most good ones, they leave us with questions, um, you know, um, more than, more than answers. Did you, did you find yourself wishing you had watched this at the movies? Like that they had done a theatrical, a bigger theatrical release. Cause I, I would have loved to have seen this in stereo surround. Cause I think the sound mix was good. Um, I like the needle drops in it. Uh, it just felt like it, it demanded a bigger screen. From you know, I, I agree with you. I think, yes, from the production design to the visual design, which you talked about is was the use of color, you know, it was just, it was extremely well done. Um, and so I definitely think that, I mean, I, but I was going to go on record and just say that I think I would watch anything on a big screen um, and yeah. advocate for anything to be screened on a big screen sure. because it's, I think it's just by nature would be a different experience. Right. So, but definitely a movie like this, which is already executed so well that, you know, just expanding that and blowing all those elements up for enjoyment would be very satisfying. Yes, I think. Do you, do you think that that the reason that maybe this movie hasn't gotten any traction is because it it might be viewed as offensive to some people? Oh, we got us. I saw on IMDb. It's a six point six out of ten, which, mm. you know, is interesting. You know what? Sixty six percent of the people. Yeah. Right. Or something like that. Like, you know, um, are are in favor of it. Um so but you know those internet sort of aggregate sites you know it's got a 74 on metascore mm-hmm. between 27 critics you know if you break down those critics you look at you know some of them most of them are reputable journalistic sources um but then it kind of goes downhill uh in terms of um 
journalism based kind of criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. 30, but it's only got thirty about thirty one thousand reviews. So well, it just, it I don't, just do you leave it, reviews like that, Jeff? Do you leave I reviews normally, on uh, I I normally don't um just because I like going film as blind as possible yeah uh, you know uh and I, I remember gosh i think it was back i think that netflix released this back in june or july and i remember it popped up in my thing and just the title alone you know i went yeah. And, yeah. and i watched the preview and i went oh okay ad you know and i knew right then i was just like but i had no idea it was going to be this movie like yeah. that this yeah. very surprised to me that I was going to get something complicated as it ended up being. Um, you know, I was I was just honestly thinking this was just going to be some kind of parody movie, mm-hmm. um, honestly, from the trailer. But no, I, I'm so pleasant. That's why I'm saying I, this movie. I could see how this movie can be seen as offensive but yet the creative dna of it i i I don't know it just feels like a film that has that that that, that's gonna get lost or has lost because we're not in a culture right now that's can appreciate what's trying to go on if that makes sense Hmm. you think that's fair uh yeah yeah i mean i i don't know if i could add anything to it i mean i think you you summed it up well um it's challenging uh, yeah it it doesn't hide its punches again the language in it uh the cultural representations um you know and also just the subject matter of it. it it's it's making you think about things you don't want to think about well, uh, we which talk is, about, again, the, you know, point of view, right? right. Like all the time, uh, you know, and how important point of view is and what perspective we're being asked to adopt or what, you know, kind of what the setting is for and how that affects our point of view. And so, sure, I, I you know, I view uh, perspective would would bother some people. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. And, but and, it's but the but the but the but gosh, you know, if you if you can just let it uh let it in you know the creative juices that are going on that movie oh god it's just it's, it's, it's great so much, it's so it's good. like eating a big slab of cake yeah. you know just like it's yeah. so good on every yeah. bite yeah as you're as you're working down through it and 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 i i just i just hate i i see films like this and this will this will get cult status i honestly believe it will become cult um and the good news is folks it's it, as far as I know, Netflix doesn't pull films like some company looking at you, HBO Max, whatever the fuck it is you call yourself these days. Um, Don't well, sponsor us. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. They would never. I, I, I just that the, oh, the very we got Charles Band, cool. Charles Band. If you if you hashtag Charles Band and full moon, I bet he will respond to us. Probably so. He's Probably pretty active. So. He's pretty active. But my 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 point is is that you know films need to exist and and they need to be you know accessible. You just can't pull them. 
and, and that's the aggravating. I know I'm doing a sidestep here to talk about this for a moment, but it's very aggravating to think that they pull content from Hulu and, and HBO Max. And I read these stories more and more every day. And I'm just like, well, where the fuck are these things going? Are you telling me they're just going away? That's censorship. It, it's censorship on a, on, a, on a certain level. Hmm. So how do we respond to this, sir? Do we uh, video store uh, pops back? Uh, do we? Well, the, pro- uh... well, the problem becomes is that they still own the the phys- the, the 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 film. Yeah, the rights. And they're yeah. not going to put it out on physical media. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. th- things are going to get lost. I'm sorry, something's going to happen. Yeah. Films are going to get literally lost if this continues along this along these things. Someone's going to delete something. Some, you know what I mean? It's just like, well, it's yeah. I mean, it's certainly it's historically it's happened, right? I mean, look, I mean, most early cinema, most early silent cinema is lost. Like it's you know it it would just wasn't kept, right? I mean, they 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 just didn't see it as something of value, you know. So it's certainly that uh, you know that certainly that mindset could come around again, right? If the if the if 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 we're not approaching it in the right way, listen, I, the streaming physical media stuff is. I mean, we opened with it. We're we're kind of closing with it, but I think that's a debate that's that's not settled yet. Um, and you know, there's a lot. If you just you know just just spend a little bit of time like looking through some some reputable sources. Uh, through your internet searches, there's lots of people talking about Walmart's decision to reduce physical media stock, the consumer reaction to that, um, other stores saying they're going to, to increase their physical media stock. So it's it's definitely, um, you know, the, and I think it's all, some of it's nostalgia, but a lot of it is people are getting frustrated with the streaming market. So, and and it's all stemming around cost and access, as you're pointing out, to content and so uh, it's you know i don't know how we're going to solve it but i think uh as for me and my household we'll, we're still consuming physical media <laughs> as we are here in this household over in uh, in south side uh so you can get in touch with us a number of ways you can email us lonelyphds at gmail.com you can head over and click on the link in our to our discord in our show notes where please uh, you can engage with us that way uh, we would greatly appreciate it because we have a lot of fun over uh, on the discord so uh, until next time I'm Dr. Jeffrey Hayes I'm Dr. Joseph Watson we'll see you then